Welcome to the Huh Podcast with Micah Christian and I'm Garrett, where we dive deeper into biblical topics and apply them to our lives today. Today we're going to be looking at how does serving others serve our spirit? What is it about service that makes it a spiritual discipline? And we're going to dive into that through scripture and, and we're excited to do that. So I hope you're excited to join us. How are you all doing today? I'm doing good. <laughs> that was Christian, just for the record. That was not Micah. This is Micah. Um, doing good. Doing good. It's good to see you guys. Um, back together again. I know we were last week, too, but you know, we're on two weeks in a row now where we get yeah. to see each other face-to-face and in person. Back again with the white bands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave that back in, what, 2015 or whatever. <laughs> I think that was with Vine. Yeah, I think yeah, it was. Rip, Vine. Was it I spent so much time on Vine. Do you remember how Dude, much time I in college? <laughs> bro, he would watch Vines. I'm not kidding you. For hours. See, that blows my mind because he didn't even have Instagram. No. Well, I, I think that's part of why. You know, I, think he, yeah, I, I deleted yeah. my Instagram um, a few years back. Yeah. Just, I had Instagram before. I'm surprised but, you no. don't. If you love Vines, TikTok Dude, is an enhanced. I don't want to get into TikTok because I, I went say, down the rabbit hole of Vine. Yeah, Dude, you would. TikTok's worse. I'm not kidding you. I'm I'm dead serious. You could probably name a Vine. I guarantee you, he's seen it. Wow. I mean, he's probably. I, I watch seen, a lot of Vines. That's crazy. Have you, would, ever, you ever see the one where um, it's it's based off of Lion King and they take yeah they take yeah. Uh, and, and yeet yeet from over the side <laughs> he, all. He that recreated that one yeah, in a build a bear. I need to uh, no, it was in a Disney shop. Oh, or okay, something. it was. Yeah. You had it was a bear. That's what yeah. I thought. That's, that is funny. <laughs> it was I, Simba, I didn't get though, into Vine. Yeah, that was Vine was Vine was my favorite. I would spend just out like especially on Saturdays when. We didn't have baseball practice until like 12, and I'd just stay in bed, and he'd be in the bed next to me, and I'd be in that bed, and he would I, just listen to me watch Vine. But I would sleep till like 11 because I'd stayed up till 4, so like, right. you know, our hours. Well, like, we worked out at different times in college, so this is not me saying he never worked out, but when I would go to work out, I usually went like later at night. He would be on, on Vine, and I would go, and we would usually be there two and a half to three hours because we socialized. I mean, we worked out, but you we was, getting swole. You well, there for a while. We, we socialized a lot, too. I'd say probably... Forty percent of the time, at least, was spent talking, and I, we worked out with two or three guys, so working out takes longer with multiple people. But um, I would go and come back, and he would still be in the same position. But that's not. I would do Vine. something else different. I wasn't watching. No, Vine he got up for three to use hours. the bathroom. <laughs> eh, I don't know, man. I mean, that would be that you would only you would usually watch it like one time a day, but it would be for like a long period of time. But anyway, I digress. Um, rip, rip vine, vine, rip vine. All <laughs> of that, baby. all of those three minutes right there was just to say rip vine. Um, <laughs> we but miss you. yeah, so we got a huh for you this week. We've we've okay. talked about it a little bit, and this is a statistic I've used before in my ministry and in my life. Um, if you let's say Christian, if you were a um, non-staff member at a church. Like, if you weren't a staff member, how many hours a week, roughly, would you be at church? On, on like, a on a consistent basis. Yeah, I would say if I go on Sunday morning, an hour. Yeah. I'd maybe Maybe, maybe Sunday school or something, yeah. too. Yeah, I'd add two, for, yeah, for Sunday morning, Sunday okay. school. And then I'll say I'll, I would probably get a Wednesday service. Yeah, and then sometimes you go to an event. So let's say, yeah. but let's just say three hours a week, because that would be on a consistent, yeah, good. A consistent basis. So there are 168 hours in a week. There's like 8,000 and something hours in a year, like 360 or something like that, which, by the way, I would have thought it was a lot more than that. If you'd have just said there's 8,000 some hours in a year, I'd have been like, eh, it seems a little low. Yeah. But that's not. How many if hours you, is it? 168 a week times 52 is 
like 8,360 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do the live math right now. Uh, 8,736. I got the numbers backwards. 8,736. 8,760. Is if you do 365 times 24, oh, right? Okay. Right. I do. I, it's it's 30 hours difference or whatever. So it's close. <clears throat> but if you average that out three hours a week, you are in church 1.7% of a year. Wow. So, which, you know, it's a decent amount of time. Too. How much of that are you sleep? If you, like eight one hours. One third. So. I mean, if you say eight hours of yeah. sleep, which is an average, so one third, so 2,700 hours or whatever that is. 27, 54, 81. Yeah. So, a little more than that, you know, a little under 3,000, 2,800. But anyway, so that being said, you know, that's, that's, that is what it is. But if the point of that is, and what I always use as a teaching point is if you are only getting Jesus or if you are only doing what I would call Christian things, those 1.7% of that year is a very small number. Yeah, that, that, is. that all of a sudden shifts to a very small number. Um, if that's the only Jesus you're living out is just by showing up yeah. on a Sunday or Wednesday, which, by the way, is very easy. I'll be the one to say that. To show up, To just show up is not hard. It's yeah. really not. You know, and, and if you, if you're challenged, now you might work Sundays or something and that's, you know, that's one thing, but if you're not working or, you know, it's, it's very easy to show up. It is a little more difficult to stay involved. And I think we've talked about that uh, with Christian before, I think on one of like the first episodes as we're now kind of doing, they started doing two services and so it's hard for him mentally to make mm-hmm. that transition into the second service, you still but it's easy service? to be there. Yeah. yeah. It's easy to be there physically. Yep. You just show up. Um, so that being said, as we talk about services, I think about that one, that's a hunt right there. I mean, 1.7%, even though it feels like you're at church a lot sometimes or some weeks when there's an event, you're like, man, we've been there all week. It feels like sometimes the sermon might feel long. Yeah. You're still only there for like an hour. Right. Especially when Garrett's preaching. Uh, (laughs) Hey, I only go for 30 minutes. uh Oh, well, if I, if I went for 30 minutes, I'd be everything I had and I'd have to copy some from someone else. So, um, so as we think about, as we're going to discuss services, I keep that in mind that how important it is to do things outside of the church walls. Um, in fact, that that is what we're called mm. to do as Christians, uh, is to be outside of the church walls. Uh, I've heard it said before that, and I like this analogy, this description, um, it is kind of literal, but it's, it's kind of a way to look at it, is we go out all week so that when we come back Sunday morning, we refresh to go out again. And I like that kind of that mentality of, and, and for us, we use we do Wednesdays at our church. I think you guys do something on Wednesdays as well. It's kind of a midweek refresher. Yeah. All right, fill back up, fill, refill that tank so we can go pour it out to the community. And I like that image. Well, it's important that we recognize that ministry isn't done inside walls of a building. I mean, and, right. and Jesus said himself, the best description for ministry is to be a light or to be salt within within an unsalted earth or to be a city. Uh, in Matthew <clears throat> chapter 5, he, he says, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Mm-hmm. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. We, If we try to say that ministry or church happens in a building three hours a week, we're completely 
completely missing the point of what Jesus called us to be. Where you you don't reach people inside a building, you reach people outside the building. You you be a beacon that can't be hidden by going to the people mm. where the beacon's supposed to shine. Right. Yeah, a beacon can't be hidden if it's on the move. Yeah. <laughs> if it's stationary, it can get blocked. Yeah. It can get covered. And with the 168 hours, you know, you think, I don't know, I just really opened my eyes, Micah, that with like 1% of our time going to just being in church, but the great part is since we're the body of Christ, you know, we are the church wherever we go. Yeah, exactly. And that we can use, you know, if we just limit Christianity to those three hours during the week, then the church is going to die, which I think we see today's time. Uh, you're going to see numbers diminish. You're going to see well, and that's lives the thing, not too. Change. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say that even numbers are diminishing per se. Uh, you see these mega churches that have you know lots well, and lots of true, people, yeah. but in a lot of ways, you're getting quantity over quality instead yeah. of. Are we really being the church, or are we yeah. going to church? We talked about something last night in our Wednesday Night Live in Barna, the Barna Research Group. Um, it was a you know you know how they do their research that whatever um, their their conclusion on the research about evangelism um, was, and we're gonna talk about evangelism next week. Mm. Spoiler alert! But and we'll probably remind you of this again next week that the average Christian disciples zero people to Christianity in their lifetime. Yeah. Wow. I believe it. I mean. Which I got to thinking when Bucky said that, he does most of the research and the prep work. Well, all of it pretty much um, for a Wednesday night. How do people find Christianity then? Does it is that stat kind of like an well, asterisk, see, meaning like an well, organization doesn't count as an individual a, person? A lot of statistics are showing that you know, the reason why Islam is growing at a faster pace than Christianity is because Islam, Muslim family, families are have more kids, yeah. and, which tells us the reason Christianity, you have so many numbers of Christianity is simply from being born into a Christian family. I was going to say, that, I, so that, it, that means that we're not doing our job of evangelism. Well, that statistic, outreach. I bet it doesn't include relatives. I'm yeah, guessing that it, doesn't include relatives. probably outreach to... Unrelated yeah. people, yeah. Anyway, um, but you know, as you think about that, that's why I think service to me. Again, I I don't I don't say any of these spiritual disciplines are more important to others, but service is the one that sticks out to me the most because that is something that it 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 gets all aspects of. As Garrett just drops his ring, um, <laughs> and it gets both sides. You know, you you're you're pouring out. To, and, and it does fill you up. Now, the, the primary purpose of service is not to be filled up yourself, but that's a great byproduct of it. Mm-hmm. The primary purpose of it is to reach out to, as Garrett said, be the beacon, be the salt, be the light, and go to someone, someplace, organization, whatever it is, and do something for them that they either can't do or that they need help with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all, I always use the illustration of students. It's the fastest one of... Um, you know, going to take your neighbor's trash out. That's great. But if they can do that, I mean, it would still be classified as service, I guess. Um, but my idea of it is doing something that someone either physically can't do, which we like, we go on mission trips with our students and we help people build a wheelchair ramp because they're bound to a wheelchair and they don't have the means to do it. And that's great. Um, or, or some way that you're reaching out and being the light and sharing Jesus uh, through that. And, you know, and with, you know, with, with service, the reason we talk about this and we talk about the hours is that, you know, we said three hours in church a week, but what about the other 165 hours that's in that week? 
where else do we show Jesus that? Well, we show it through our service. Uh, and I think that, that if you put a servant's heart, like if you have the idea of a servant's heart and you, and you keep it uh, within your mind and you, and you think, hey, I'm going to live like a servant today. I want that servant's heart. I think through the week, you're going to see people that are going to be open to Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what happens because that's the way Jesus, that's what Jesus did. We're, we're following his example of servant, of uh, servanthood. And when we follow his example, people are going to see Jesus because we're following his example. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think like, it's even the people, you know, I've noticed kind of in seeing people serve and, and then being able to serve myself it, is that when I serve, it's the people that probably would never come to church mm. or the people that maybe never had anything to do with church that they're really touched by service. Yeah, uh, and, and you can try to preach a sermon to them all you want, and they're not going to listen until they see you serve. Bucky's dad, Bucky's our senior minister here, his dad told him this, and I've heard Bucky say it, and I, I love the statement. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, in my mind, in evangelism, service is – you know, kind of that that door opening, right? Taking care of doing something, taking care of someone's physical needs, that's gonna make them realize, okay, they're like actually, you know, they're not just preaching at me, like they're they're actually they put money, time, effort, whatever that is, into helping me. Yeah, well, service is an expression of love, right? And because it's an expression of love, that's what makes it a spiritual discipline. Because we're called by Christ to love one another, to love others. John fifteen, um, twelve. Through 17, this is my command, love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants anymore because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything I have heard from you. From, from, from heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you to go produce fruit and that your fruit should remain, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. This is what I command you, love one another. Now, he, he speaks twice about loving one another, that that is the command that he gives to his disciples because it's such an important spiritual discipline. That, that's how we reach others. We show love to them. We, we, we express our care for them. And you know, ultimately, in showing love, we're, we are participating in the ultimate show of love that Christ gave us, the ultimate service that Christ did for us. And I, I think it's sad that you hear so many people now that are outside of the church talk about how uh, hypocritical the church is, how you know, much of a club the church is, how, how the church kind of walls what up within itself. Oh, it's and exclusive. Yeah, it's ex- ex- exclusive. It's, it's, not, it's not, in a lot of ways, the church, unfortunately, has become a club. And, and we've forgotten that what we're called to do is love one another. Lo- love, we love each other within our family, but we have to extend that love outside the family through service, through outreach. And that's where the spiritual discipline side of service is comes into view. Um, and if we aren't doing that, if we aren't showing love, we're not we're not doing outreach. We're not we're not yeah. doing our calling. You know, with 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 serving, you know, what a great act of love displayed. Because service takes sacrifice. Yeah, I, it's something that you know when you serve somebody, you're either going to be you're going to be sacrificing something. It might be money, it might be time, it might be possession, it might be. Uh, some effort, of, some of your energy yeah. and effort, yeah, whatever it might be. And, uh, you know, sometimes we, I, I know I do this, and I, 
Y'all probably don't. Y'all are probably perfect. Uh, well, holy, I know Garrett know. is. Yeah, Garrett, uh, he's a pastor, so he he's can't the, sin anymore. Yeah, he's the real senior. Right. He's the senior <laughs> yeah, pastor so, now. He's the so real you pro- deal. You probably don't do this, but you know, sometimes when I have the chance to serve, I'm kind of like, oh gosh, do I? Like, how can I get out of this? Almost? Well, no, it's tough. And, I mean, and because you, you especially you when it's know, inconvenient, because you know, true service, you know, you're not going to get anything in return. Yeah. And, and we I as selfish humans, part. as humans, yeah. we have this selfish, evil nature that says, if I do something for someone, I want something in return. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so we have to go against against the grain, really, of our of our human and flesh nature uh, to say, I'll, I'm going to help you. I'm going to spend my time. I'm not going to go play golf. And instead, I'm going to go help you do whatever You're it is. You're going to give Even up though something. I really want to do whatever, you know, golf or whatever that thing is. And I know I'm not going to get anything in return. The hardest part of service for me is is in order to serve, I have to relinquish my desire to be by myself. I, I love spending time by myself. I love being an, being an introvert and just, you know, I can I can entertain myself in plenty of ways by myself. You'd and probably so, be the we, first one to sign up for Morris. As we've heard as, some As of, soon as Elon Musk, like, has the go Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I Garrett would. Signing that up. would be so cool. I've actually thought about, his own you know, house I, would, I would pay to not have to go. Oh, same. <laughs> I would pay too good. I I'd like the adventure, so cool. but I, yeah. being by I myself. I mean, isolated. when you they they say those people that are going to Mars, it's a one way trip. They're not. You can't come back. I mean, once you go, you go. And you would wow. still go. I don't know. Sounds like a death wish. See, I mean, like aliens need no to chance. hear the aliens need to hear the gospel. <laughs> are they adopted into the sunship too? Are they Gentiles? I will do a podcast episode <laughs> on aliens one day. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's I'll an interesting that theological <laughs> question. There's, um, well, let's not get too much into it. No. Let's stay on stay on the track of service. Because I know you really want to. I can see oh, it in your gosh, eyes. I really want That's, to. You can start. This is the Garrett podcast. We'll start another podcast. And we'll we just said this let, last week. The weird things we'll just go re- in Garrett's head. Yeah, yeah, we'll just record Garrett for like an hour <laughs> of just his mind. And we'll just be sitting here with our jaws on we'll the floor. <laughs> and we'll just, me and Christian will just slowly <laughs> speak into the mic and... and Give our thoughts on something Garrett just said, and then we'll just back off and let him. <laughs> so you're keep like going. a a commentator. Yeah, we're the narrator. We're the narrator. Color color commentator. We'll be Morgan Freeman, and we'll just watch. Garrett carefully choose <laughs> <laughs> what he's gonna do. And we are just <laughs> like spinning watching, out of control. You're, you're watching nature. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, but I can't, yeah, I can't remember on. where was I. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember where <laughs> I was. Can we rewind that. You said you you service is hard for you because you have to uh, go out. And yeah, booth. yeah. So, but. You know, part of a spiritual discipline is stepping out into an uncomfortable yeah. situation. And for me, you know, I have found the hardest part of moving into a lead minister role is there's a lot more involved with going to people and going and stepping outside of the office. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in youth ministry, there's a lot of planning and, and, you you know, I still do a ton of writing, you know, with lessons and sermons, but... There's a lot more now of me on the afternoon. I need to go see people. And it's not, and I want to because I know that it's necessary, but at the same time, that's. It's out of your comfort could, zone. Yeah, it's out of our comfort zone, but yeah. it's, it is a blatant calling within the church. And it's mm-hmm. a calling that we can easily overlook and, and yeah. miss. And, and I think, you know, the picture perfect image of service to me is, is in Luke 10. Uh, it's the parable of the Good Samaritan. Uh, you see this uh, indication, uh, this story kind of take place where Jesus is giving this parable. Basically, he says, you know, you've got this guy that gets mugged. He gets beat up. Uh, they've left him now. for 
Huh? He gets jumped. Yeah, he gets jumped, right? They leave him on the side of the road. He's he's at the point of death. And I'm paraphrasing, but if you want to go read it in Luke 10, I well, I take that back. I strongly suggest you go read it, um, whether you want to or not. <laughs> Um, no, it's it's really good and it's really descriptive, um, but it, it's you know, fifteen twenty verses. So we would you know I don't want to um, read it uh, as far as going in super in depth. But but he has um, this guy gets jumped. He's an Israelite. A priest walks by him and it says he passes by on the other side of the road. Doesn't want any part of that. Sees the guy and's like, eh, I don't want to deal with that. He looks dead. I don't want to have to you know. What if I get, they think I did it, you know, all this stuff. So then a Levite passes by, which is, uh, it's not technically a tribe, but it's the tribal tribe of, of priests and and and, uh, and people They're like, like that. They're like the worship leaders. Yeah, yeah. So you've got a priest who you would equate, like a senior minister, and then you've got the worship leader that passes by, or the youth minister, and they do the same thing. And they he passes by on the other side of the road and is like, I don't want to even want to deal with that. I can't even walk, I'm not even going to walk beside the guy. Because I don't want to deal with that. And then you've got a Samaritan. And what you need to know is the Israelites did not like the Samaritans. But the Samaritans probably just didn't like them back because they weren't liked. But they didn't under... It There was a. It was really one-sided. It was just the Israelites didn't like them because they weren't in the family of God. Yeah. And so the Samaritan, there were these dirty people. They didn't belong. And so the Samaritans, knowing they weren't supposed to be in contact with the Israelites, a Samaritan walks through and he goes to that man helps him. It says he took pity on him. It says that phrase, took pity on him. Showed him love, showed him compassion, uh, helped the man, bandaged some of his wounds, brought him to a hotel, paid for uh, the hotel, uh, and and even took care of the man to the point where he was serving him so much that he was spending time, money, effort, all of these things on this Israelite whom he knew he wasn't even supposed to be in contact with. Now, it wasn't his law. That's the Israelite law that they weren't, you know, they, they thought they weren't able to be in contact, but, and so this good Samaritan, Jesus is telling the story, this is who your neighbor is, is everybody, even if you don't like them, or even if they're your enemy, uh, or even if you think they're your enemy, and so that is the, to me, the picture-perfect image of service is, we, you said that a minute ago, Christian, was when we serve, you're giving up at least one of those things, he gave up every single one, time, money, effort, all of those things, Mm -hmm. didn't get anything in return, just to help a random Israelite guy out that he didn't even know. Yeah, he, I mean, he even think giving up, you know, the social, what's going on socially there, he even gives up his own maybe status. Exactly. Or yeah. For how sure. people might look at him. And, and, you know, sometimes that's what it's going to take. It's going to take maybe you have to give up some of your popularity to serve. Maybe you have yeah. to give up some of your self image to serve. And, and I, that is the beautiful point about service is that in service, you know, we talked about, Mike, you said some, um, we were talking about selfishness. You know, like you have to sacrifice. You yeah. can't be selfish at all to serve. Uh, and when you serve, it takes uh, it takes humility. Like you yeah. have to have this humbleness about yeah. you. You have to like, no matter what I'm losing out of this, no matter even I know I'm not gaining anything. Even even if people think like I look funny picking up trash on the side of the road, you know that's part of it. Yeah, is that being a servant like Christ? It's taking this humble. Um, this humble form that 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 you have to in humbleness and in humility uh, get down and do the things that maybe some people don't want to do. Yeah. Uh, and, and but but service, I'm not. I don't want to like this service as, as like oh it's going to be terrible mm. and it's going to be bad because if you guys like yes you have to be humble to serve but in your times of service I'm gonna be honest I've had great times serving. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I think. And and when you see the benefits of it, when you see what the aftermath is, oh yeah, the, what it does hindsight, for people, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Can can you imagine nope. what it was like? <laughs> oh, sorry, you didn't. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't. You didn't ask the question. Yet, sorry. Can you imagine what it would have been like in the disciples' shoes or in their feet whenever so Jesus their washed sandals. their feet in their sandals? <laughs> when, whenever, whenever, because they didn't have them on. Whenever well, Jesus washed their feet. Grow up, Garrett. Um, <laughs> can you imagine that though? I mean, think about. What was going on in, in their mind? And Peter's, it didn't make and, sense. How can how can the God of creation, the person that the entire universe was spoke, spoken through, get down on his hands and knees and wash my feet? And furthermore, like you said, and I'll let you continue, they were sandals or barefoot. So like, and they, they walked, disgusting. they didn't walk on blacktop oh, or, yeah. or concrete, you know, paths. It was dirt. Grass, rocks. Yeah. Their feet were not only probably dirty; they probably had cuts. Probably had even mold blood. On, I had on their feet. Doo doo. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they didn't have cars, so they had to get they had to get transportation Donkeys somehow. Donkeys and Donkey yeah, poop, you know. So, <laughs> and I'll let you finish. But so that was like the lowest of the low for a servant yeah. job was to clean the feet. But go ahead. And well, no, I, I mean, the passage in John thirteen, um, it's in verses one through twenty. Jesus on Passover, which is this Jewish holiday that is worship, is celebrated by feasts and gatherings, and this was uh, right before. Uh, was this his second Passover, or was it his? This was his final one, wasn't it? Um, right before, yeah. This is his yeah, last finally, Passover, yeah. um, and so before he goes and serves all of humanity, he's sitting around the table with his disciples, and he. T- they're all just sitting there eating, and I picture the Last Supper picture, that they're all just sitting there eating, they're all just hanging out, having a good time, talking. Um, Peter's probably making a commotion. And then Jesus just gets up, wraps a towel around his waist, and starts washing their feet yeah. and and serving them. And, you know, a lot of times one of the things that holds us back in service is we just don't want to get our hands dirty. We we you know we're content with being in whatever position we're in. But Jesus wasn't content with just sitting by idly. He wanted to get on his hands and knees and do work for them. Yeah, he we think to help sometimes them. we think too we're too good to serve. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. like I'm I'm above that. We can like, never say that yeah. if the God of the universe is willing right. to wash our feet. Jesus Christ was humble. Could if he could humble himself in service, then I mean, surely to goodness, yeah. you know, we can in any way. Because honestly, I, I think I think it was John the Baptist said we're we're just he was unworthy to even have yeah. Jesus tie his sandal. Yeah, uh, he was unworthy to tie, untie. Yeah, um, and just Jesus think he was sandal. known as as one of the greatest. Uh, Prophets. Preachers, prophets that, that, that ever a ton live. of people. Yeah, yeah, you know, like so. I, I don't think we should ever have the mindset of, oh, I'm too good to help someone out, or I don't want somebody to see me because they might think I'm at a lower level in society or something. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, and 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 what's funny is the Jesusism is opposite of what we understand as human nature. We we, you know, it's the American dream, right? Put yourself first. Yeah. Uh, take care of yourself first, and then even the the. Uh, um, individualism right and even even the self over even the the over you know the people that would tout the american dream and say well if you take care of yourself first then you can take care of others later yeah because you've got resources to do so and so it's it's a win-win but jesus is literally like no that's the opposite right and mark ten forty five, well uh and previous um mark ten forty two through 45 jesus called them together talking to his disciples 
said, Do you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them? Not so with you. So he's saying, these people do it this way. You're going to do it differently. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. And then he says, For even the Son of Man, the Son of Adam, Jesus, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So this is coming off the request of James and John to sit on either side of, of him in heaven. And he's saying, that's not how it works. He's saying, if you want to be first, you got to be last. Yeah. And, he, and like Garrett was giving the great example of Jesus washing the feet, he said, hey, in order to be first, you must be last. Guess what? I'm first because God made me first because I'm the sacrifice, but that's because I'm last, because I'm washing your feet and I'm dying for your sins. That's what makes him first is because he put himself last. And and he says, you know, like he says, the Son of Man didn't come to be served but to serve. I mean, think about that. Think about the truth of that statement. The Son of Man, what Garrett said, the God, the creator of the universe, came to serve us, these lowly ant-sized humans. And it's just a crazy thought when you think about the importance of service and the steps, the lengths Jesus went to to illustrate that to his disciples and to all of humanity. Yeah. Was that that good? No one's, you guys are speechless, bro. Was, what are you talking about? That was the best sermon. And let's pray. No, I'm, I'm just going to type that now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had thought of something. And, and then I interrupted you. you. you I mean, you uh, messed with Garrett's head. I was going to say, y'all are speechless that, right was, that was a miracle right Come there. on, bro. Just... Uh, I'll say this. With... With humbleness and, you know, with, with humility and then thinking what you just said, Micah, it's hard to be last. Yeah. Well, it's not hard in a sense, but it's hard to want to be Because last. we're so good at running. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, like, like everybody wants to be first place, and which is, mm. you know, I, I'm competitive as anybody else. Like, yeah. anytime I play something, I want to be first. But in society, we think that you your main goal in life is to be first at something, yeah. to be the best CEO. Biggest house. To be have biggest the biggest company. house, to yeah. be your best company. And I think those are good goals to have. Even as Christians, like, man, do the best you can, have the best business. But I, I think deep down in your heart that you can still have a great business but still be a servant. Or you can still have a you can still have a great reputation within your high school or middle school or be the best player on the team or be the smartest kid in the school, yeah. but still be the most humble. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think I think you're right, and I think part of that it, when we humble ourselves and and we we go and we serve, God blesses those. And I and I, you guys know it probably as well as I do. Anytime I serve someone with the true truest intent of of serving, and and like I'm gonna go humble myself, and I always get such a huge blessing from it. Yeah, whatever it is. One time last year, um, last summer, we went on a mission trip. Our resident that we worked for, we we're talking with her. We introduced ourselves, you know, and and. Um, she, I was the last one to introduce myself, and I said, "Hey, I'm Micah. It's nice to meet you." She, she kind of went, oh, she kind of gasped, and she was like, "My husband's name was Micah. He had died like six months before wow. that, or like eight months, or whatever." And so, like that to me was just like, hmm. and everything else from here on out's gravy because like what an like yeah. crazy situation. And so I just think I. I I don't think, I know and I believe that when we go in, like you're saying, and we humble ourselves and we're truly, truly serving with no expectation of return, God gives us something, a blessing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, that's not why we do it. We do it to serve that person, but we always get a blessing from, like Garrett said earlier, I think, maybe the reaction that they get yeah. when we finish it. That, that woman's reaction when we finished her porch, it was falling apart, and that was like her favorite spot to be. She was j- like crying because she was just like so thankful and and impressed and 
I didn't do it for that, but that, man, that just really, I'll never forget her face. I'll never forget her as a person because of her reaction to that and how thankful and, and, and genuine and it was. to see their reaction. And yeah. then, like when they say, well, thank you so much. And, and then, you know, like just say, hey, look, I'm not doing this for money. Like, because I've served people right. and they try to give me money instantly. Right. And we've had to tell them, like, hey, we're just doing this to show God's love. Yeah. And that's when people's life, like, their eyes begin to exactly. open. Their, their lives are, uh, their, their lives are somewhat changed for that instance. Uh, and of course, a lot of times I don't see the people I get to serve. Sometimes you only see them once. Sometimes you get to see them a lot. Uh, but you know, in that moment, that that changed their day. Or, it's a or seed planted, softened their heart. Yeah, right. Well, it's it's important to note too that service isn't about what you can do with a hammer or yeah, a drill. I right. mean, it's not. Praise it's the Lord, not always I can't work. Yeah. Um. It's you know, it's what what you said from Mark. It's about humbling ourselves, and and so the reason why service is a spiritual discipline is because it's uh, a flipping upside down of the normal order of, of things, you right. know, in our worldly mindset, the lower serve the higher, mm-hmm. but Jesus is saying, well, your reward is in heaven. You will be Kings and princes and, and, and rulers in heaven. But while you're here on earth, you're serving, yeah. um, you, the lesser will be greater. So if it, knowing what you're going to have in eternity, you need to get down on your hands and knees and serve people now. And that's what makes it a spiritual discipline because in serving, whether it's by just going to a, a, a nursing home and sitting down and, and talking and hanging yeah. out with, with elderly people or you're building a porch for someone or you're um, taking food to someone, whatever ser- you're doing that's serving, it's you reminding yourself that while we're here, we're not meant to live like kings and queens and princes and and and, and rich uh, people that that have everything they want. We're supposed to live humble lives of service. We're supposed to be lesser because in being lesser, we're reminding ourselves what we gain in eternity, and and that's the whole point. That's the spiritual mm-hmm. discipline side of service. Yeah. It's not about what you can do with a hammer or yeah. Or, so or a so if, yeah, it's not what we can do. Like, what are some practical ways that uh, that we can serve? Because obviously, like I'm being honest, I don't know how to build a wheelchair ramp. Yeah. You know, I couldn't go to be, I, I could do some like little things with somebody in a house, but like, how, how could somebody, you know, like me or somebody even younger, uh, how, how, what are some practical ways that we can serve think, in our community? Let's I just say our community. The, yeah, the big now. one is, is time. Um, there is a huge need today with elderly people that just want someone to spend time with them. Yeah. Um, that's a huge, a huge um, avenue of service. Um, another one is, is uh, food ministry, um, yeah. whether you're just um, doing spending time going grocery shopping and giving towards a food pantry, or you're maybe working doing helping with meals. We'd have a, a service called Hope Cafe that we haven't been able to do because of of the virus. We haven't been able to serve. What virus? What virus? Um, Jinx. Oh. <laughs> beat Bro. me to it. Oh my god, that was good. That was good. No, seriously, <laughs> what we, virus? we haven't been able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been able to have um, for a couple months, um, but we are uh, hopefully here soon going to start giving meals out to everyone. Um, but yeah. but that's that's another one is, is doing meals. I, I see, so, and like you said, Christian, there's so many ways to do it, and obviously with COVID right now, it's going to restrict some of those. Um, the cool thing is a lot of our students, a lot of young people use social media. 
uh, and they're a lot more creative than I am, mm. and I know there's ways to serve yeah. people through social media. But you, I've seen so many stories of young people. I'm going to serve you by giving a shout-out to you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doing, like, a lemonade stand and mm, giving that profit to what strawberry lemonade strawberry, and giving all their money to and, and i'm saying lemonade stand as an example they they do there's i've seen mm-hmm. several and giving them to an organization or you know they literally are saying yeah. i have a passion for people that need water in uganda there's mm-hmm. a company or there's an organization out of columbia um ucs at uganda christian support services i think it's ucss mm-hmm. i always get it confused that or it's uccs i think it's ucss we partner them as a church. They literally build wells in Uganda. And the cool thing is they teach the locals how how to do do it. it. So they're actually empowering and, and, and teaching the locals how to boost their own economy and how to build their own. And so that eventually they hope to, in a sense say, guys, it's been great working with you. You, You're good. You've got it. Like we don't, you don't need our help. We'll still maybe support whatever needs that is, but we don't need to send people because you guys know how to do it and you're teaching your kids how to do it. And so you're going to have this constant boost. Yeah. Uh, and so there's so many different ways to serve. And here's the key, in my opinion. We have to seek out those ways to serve. Yeah. We, we can't wait for them to come to our doorstep. Yep. They will. I think I think there's... You've you probably know, had a lot I think today I think you just ignored them. You know, yeah. You know. I, I know I'm sure I we, have. I think, and that's part of the, to me, that's the other part of the spiritual discipline is that we have to be asking God and seeking out how yeah. to serve. Because I guarantee you, anyone listening, you can think back to times where you've had opportunities to serve and you've declined those or, no, I can't come or whatever. And then you've realized maybe maybe just now that, oh, that would have been a really good way to serve that family or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to seek out those ways to serve and we have to be looking for those and asking God, hey, give me an opportunity and allow me to answer that the yeah. right way and give me the strength and, and power and willingness and obedience to follow through on that. I think that's the biggest thing. I think our young people um, and the biggest one of the biggest misconceptions is we have to actually seek out those ways yeah. and you can find them. And I think keeping our eyes and ears open. So anytime we're going and this is something practical that you can use every single day, whether you're at your home with your parents or with your spouse or even if you're out and about in town somewhere, mm-hmm. keeping your eyes and ears open, even on social media, keeping those eyes and ears open on where your friends yeah. or where someone is struggling and how can you meet that need. Yeah, serving someone might be, yeah. hey, man, I know your grandma passed away this week. I'm praying for you. Yeah. Let me know if yeah. I can bring Do you something. a milkshake from Dairy Queen. Let yeah. me know if I can do anything to help you. And, and you know, and you can. I know you hear like just in conversation with friends, they might throw little hints that they don't mean to throw. That uh, I don't well, we know, broke just, up this week. Yeah, well, or man, I'm kind of just struggling financially right now. Like, all right, uh, and blessing them with a gift card for a meal or, or something like that. Like those are ways that, like Micah said, if you, we can keep our eyes open and ears open, and I promise you, you're gonna hear and see ways well, that you can serve. You know, uh, yeah, Bucky. One time he told he was telling me a story. It was. It was a funny story because he was frustrated about it, but he basically there's he was going somewhere and there's two routes and he passed the first route that he normally take because he was doing something or fiddling with his car and just didn't pay attention. But then he drove past a woman who had fallen in a ditch and like she was older and like she couldn't get out of the ditch. It was like one of those drainage ditches and she couldn't really get out. And he just he I mean of course he pulled over, checked on her and helped her get out of it. That's awesome. And just things like that. And I don't mean to give Bucky credit for that. He'd probably be upset that I told that, but but 
when we're asking and looking for ways to serve, God's going to give you ways to serve. It may be literally helping someone out of a ditch on the side of the road, or it may be giving money to a, a water well organization. You know, there's so many ways to serve. Um, hopefully your local church has ways that you can jump in and serve uh, in missions and, and do things like that. Um, but there's always, you know, keep if you just look, if you look for things, God will provide you with, God is not going to let a servant heart not serve. Go, uh, yeah, and not do anything. He is absolutely going to find. There's plenty and of present stuff to you. do. Absolutely, there's so many different things to do. Your neighbor probably has ways you could be serving them, and you might just might not realize it. Um, but we all have different gifts and talents, so it's just important to, you know, and, and even maybe lean. It's okay. It's okay to lean into your strength and serve mm-hmm. with with whatever strength it is. We don't rely on that strength as our form of of service, but it's okay to lean into that and allow what God has given you as a talent or a strength. Be intentional. Uh, be intentional. Serving it. him. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, don't let that that stat of one point seven percent, don't let that be you. Don't let don't just one point seven percent of your week, it's the same as that and or your year be just inside the walls, man. Get out and serve. Yeah. Uh it's a spiritual discipline. So it's not gonna come easy. I can guarantee you it's not easy. It's not gonna be natural. Uh it's it's actually quite unnatural because almost everything that comes natural to humans you know, not everything. Almost everything comes natural to a human spirit. We almost do the opposite yeah. as a Christian. We but almost have to do the opposite. We, we wouldn't be the church today if the church, when it first formed, stayed inside their homes. Yeah. You know, the church grew because they were known for their service. Yeah. Did, did I say anything last week about the um, about how the church served in, during the, the plagues? Uh-uh. I, I don't remember what I had okay. for lunch last yesterday. Well, I so. couldn't remember if I used this in my Wednesday night lesson last week yeah, I or think, if I used I don't it think in anything. the podcast. So the early church, the reason why they exploded on the scene um, was because in the Roman Empire around uh, 100 and 200 in, in that time when Christianity was still illegal, there were a lot of different plagues. There was a lot of different sicknesses that, that ran rampant, rampant through the big cities and in the empire. And the elite of the Roman Empire, they all had houses in the hills. They all had country homes, and they would leave the city whenever these plagues took over. And and so all these rich people that you know were supposed to be government officials that were supposed to be, you know, helping the people, they all ran as soon as things got tough. But Christians, who every Roman citizen hated because they were told to hate them, Christians stayed behind, and they got into the trenches, and they healed the sick, and they got diseases themselves because they were healing the sick, because, you know, Christianity took off because they were known as people that loved other people Mm. in spite of what might happen to them in showing that love. And that was what exploded Christianity because, because the Roman empire, you know, these citizens were like, what we've spit on you. We've tried to kill you. We've demeaned you. We've made up stuff against you. And yet you're still coming out of your way when everyone has abandoned us to serve us, to help heal us. And that's what caused Christianity to, to burst onto the world stage. And it wasn't because they hid in their homes and worshiped in silence. It was because they went outside, even though they were in danger of doing so, just to show how funny, love. How funny it is we're in a plague right now. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. And we can find ways to serve. And, and I believe, you know, even though there's not a whole lot of services going on in church right now, uh, with a lot of churches closing back again this week, right? there's still chances to serve. And, yep. you know, 
when it's all said and done and this virus is gone. This is either going to be a a point Catalyst. for the church that we explode, yep. or, or it's some, going to be a turning point where exactly. people look at us and say, "Oh, the churches didn't do anything to help." Abandoned. Yeah. So be part of the be a part of the solution, not the problem. Right? <laughs> serve right. constantly. Yeah, um, always look for ways to serve and ask God for ways to serve. Uh, we love you guys, man. We uh, have enjoyed doing this podcast. We've enjoyed this specific episode, but also the prior ones. Um, it's filled us up. Uh, hopefully, we have said things that from Scripture uh, that have filled you up or reminded you of verses that, that you knew that you hadn't read in a while or whatever. Uh, hopefully, you are getting closer to Jesus through this because uh, we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we're enjoying that. Garrett, why don't you close in prayer, man? Yeah, let's, let's close in prayer. Father God, thank you for the love that you have for us, a love that we can't understand. Uh, you are the God of the universe. All things were made through you, and yet... Even though we are your creation, you love us deeply enough to serve us, to die for us, to suffer for us. God, help us to take that the example that was shown through your Son um, and express that example to the world, to serve others with love and humility, and to be the catalyst, to allow for an explosion of your church to happen again like it did in the days of old, so that we can make your name known throughout the world, that we can raise you high and, and bring new believers into your family. God, thank you for loving us, for the spirit that you indwelled in us. Um, help us to to be your hands and feet to a broken world. We love you, Lord, and it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen.